Welcome everyone to the Joey Harris Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. You can subscribe or support the show at anchor.fm slash the Joey Harris Show. And I am thrilled to have back the legendary Nan Feebig. How are you, my friend? I am well. It was good to hear your voice, see your face, all that good stuff. You know, well, it's it's good to be seen and and to be heard. This is the first episode, new episode, I should say. I, I released the classic episodes, but this is the first new episode with another person that I have released this year. I did a, a quick update on just my life, just by myself, but I take to heart, or, or I shouldn't say I take to heart, I took to heart when they say, you know, how can we miss you if you don't go away? So I went away <laughs> and they missed me. So now, so now I'm back and um, hopefully the next two months, I'm going to have a lot of guests on and doing a lot of, a lot of things. And it's going to be a great 2023. But as we are recording this, it is the last day of January. So we're already one twelfth of the yep. way through 2023. Oh, and how's your how's your year treating you so far? You know, not so bad. I was sort of dubious at first, but things are kind of picking up steam. You know, it took everybody a little bit to kind of get back in. I don't know. I work at a job where my my main my main hustle where we get a good chunk of time off at the holidays and there's always this like, oh, this you got to come back to work. And then we bring I work at a university and we have to bring students back and I swear it takes everybody longer every year to kind of get back in the swing of things but now we've all been at it for about three weeks and we're really kind of picking up steam we're we're starting new initiatives we're we're doing other things like we're just we're rolling so hopefully we can keep that momentum how about yours about the same way I realized this um because because it was it was the same way as you I think like the first day back should be a half day. The lights oh, yeah. are not on bright all the way and everybody's just checking like, emails. Don't talk to me. I'm just checking mm-hmm. emails. Just typing. And a couple of years ago when I had gastric bypass surgery, I took two weeks off after that. You, you have to take two weeks off to let your body uh, rest. Actually, they have said you need to at least take one week, but listen to your body for the second week. I said, oh no, I have been doing this by myself for over a year now. I'm taking the two weeks. They can figure it out on their own. And so I come back and I told my boss before I left, I'm like, all right, I'm coming back on this day, but only in the morning for a half day. I'm just doing email. Don't call Mm -hmm. me. I'm just doing email. Three. So literally two weeks, I have not seen not opened a computer had not opened an email nothing 300 emails i totally believe that 300 ridiculous emails yep and that's not even just like the the list serves or the oh my gosh here's what's happening this week don't forget like whatever yeah no i totally agree with it does not surprise me and so then i I go to like you said yeah, I, I go to the bottom. I'm like, all right, let's go to the oldest stuff. Oh, don't need this. Don't need this. Don't need this. Don't need Wipe. this. Wipe. Yep. And I told a, an RA today, we had a one-on-one. I said, this is what I do. This is what I've, I've decided to do for my mental health. I get into my office first thing in the morning. I open up the email, what I missed when I left the office, and overnight, anything 
that needs my immediate attention, I do that. Then I close the email for a while. I go, I have mm -hmm. a set things that I'm doing. I'll go back like an hour later or 90 minutes later. If it's important, people will call me. There you go. And I'll, I'll go back. So I check it like three to four times a day. It, it's fine. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they don't. I'm so proud of you. I could not. I, I open my email before I even put my feet on the floor in the morning, just because I want to know what I, how my day is going to shift from whatever the young people did overnight. <laughs> like I'm looking at incident reports, like, all right, who did what to who and how and all that. I just need to know like, what kind of calls am I going to get today? So. Oh, oh, and I get it. And it, it didn't happen overnight, but mm -hmm. I said, I've, it, it wasn't a thing like I've, to do this i i am just running myself yeah ragged I'm really proud of you. that's really good and, and and all of that um but it does happen but being in that and and i'm 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 gonna ask you this question and i'm i'm being totally dead serious with you so tell us your story what makes you a badass a badass right well I suppose it's a, that I've kept two other people alive for 15 mm -hmm. and 12 years, respectively. Like, that's not nothing. Um, it gets easier after the first year, you know, when they can kind of eat solid foods. And it gets a lot easier when they can wipe their own butts. Some, one of them, maybe we still have to, we still have to work on um, the wiping the butt thing. But, you know, it's okay. We'll get there. Um, but truly, like, that first year of raising a child is like, oh, I can do anything. So there's that. Um, that's the first thing that comes to mind, being a badass. I, yeah, so I think I'm going to stick with that since it was the first, like, yes, that's my answer. That I have, I'm raising good people, and they, I like, I would choose to spend time with them voluntarily over others. Um, so, yeah. I want to know how Joey is a badass. Well, just to piggyback off of your thing for a moment, there's a very funny comedian, Bert Kreischer, who talked about when he found out that his wife was pregnant with what turned out to be their first daughter. He said he was fine, like he was ready to be a father. He thought he, I mean, he was, he was all in, he was committed. And he was in bed one night. And he said he rolled over. I believe this is how he tells it. I remember he was in bed. He was rolled over and was almost asleep. And the thought came, just popped into his head. You know, if you, if you make one mistake, they could die. Yeah. And his yeah. eyes popped open and he said, not sleeping tonight. Not if sleeping I make one that. mistake, all I have to do is mess up once. And they and never they, tell you. And then the game changes. And you think you're good at it, and they're like, oh, by the way, now I can crawl. And you're like, no. And then, yeah, nope. Mm -hmm. It's the ground is shifting all the time. It's ridiculous. I, I don't consider myself a badass, but if I, if, if I take, I, I will take your uh, query back to me in good faith. The fact that I have so much anxiety, including the social anxiety, but it was one of those things that 11, 12 years ago now, no, 13 years ago, 13 years ago, it was Christmas time of 2010, and I had wanted to do comedy 
stand-up comedy for a while. And I said, you know what? If I don't, if I do it, if I go up and I absolutely bomb, I still consider it a success because mm-hmm. I went up and act, act, you know, and tried it. You can try yep. it and fail, and okay, I tried it. I was no good at it, but mark it off the list. Still took me a couple of months to like work out. Like, all right, what am I going to say? Like, where am I going to going to go? And the first time I went, because you had to go and try out, I couldn't find the place. Like I had the direction, I, I passed it. And so I missed my opportunity. And so I was just so like, I'm like, ugh. And, and somebody whose advice I listened to said, just go back. Now you know where it is. Go back next week. Yep. You got another yep. week to to do it. And it went really well. And the guy says, I'll give you five minutes. Go back. And the first time it goes really well. Next week gives me seven minutes. And I bombed. Oh, that second time was so horrible. But he's like, come back next week. I'll give you five minutes. I'm like, okay. You know, he didn't say never come back again. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, it, it kept going from there. So if anything, that I, I tried it. And since then have tried, you know, try a few other things. I don't always succeed, but being willing Persistent. to try. Yep, you know, I agree. I For sure. That's one of your badass qualities. You just keep keep doing the next thing. I believe I came to some of those shows. Yeah. And I think you're hard on yourself. I'm pretty sure you never bombed. Oh, no, no. That second time. That second <laughs> time. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. I mean, but everybody gets it. And that's what they tell you. I've heard that's from so many comedians. They're like, your first time will probably go really well. Because if it doesn't go well, you there won't be a second time. Your second time will go badly. And that's what it is. And I was really down on myself. And I remember coming back to that apartment that we both ended up living in. Um, so come through the front door there. And I'm in that. Like, like, yeah, the vestibule is what I, what I call yep. it there. And like right at the thing where you can either turn this way to go back towards the bedroom or turn into go into the living room. I said, you know what? Go back and look at the stuff that you've written down for material. And I go back and I look at that and I'm like, you know what? Some of this stuff is funny. I still have to work on it, but it's funny. And I'm so that's what let me go back and, and to keep going. But I looked up this question um, for what other people said and the guys like oh yeah i'm a lawyer by day but i'm in a rock band at night and i'm like that's, that's bad exhausting. yeah that's yeah, bad that is, that is exhausting <laughs> but um what did you think that you would be doing at this stage of your life oh god i don't i think i had so many different ideas for a while, I thought I was going to be a teacher. And then I was like, oh, I don't actually like other people's children. And then, um, you know, when you're young and there's like five careers that everybody wants to do, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a doctor. I was like, yeah, lawyer. Um, so I don't know. But, it, you know, the this life just kept kind of shifting. And I was like, well, maybe social work. And I was like, oh, I still don't like other people's children. So um, at least when they're that young. So it's kind of ironic that I care for other people's children as part of my daily life but um I think I would like if I went back and read like you know eight-year-old man's diary it was like I can't wait to be a lawyer and wear good nice suits and high heels of course that was the 80s so life was a little bit different <laughs> nice uh, yeah 
Um, and I'm, I'm sure you never thought that far into it. What type of lawyer would you have been, do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't even know. Probably, I just wanted all the money. So like whatever that was, I don't even know what all the different lawyers do now. I can barely keep prosecution and defense straight, like on law and order. I'm like, wait, who is he? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Sam, who, who are we? So <laughs> I really should have looked into it a little bit more because there's a lot of learning you got to oh, do, yeah. a lot of work. So yeah. I just thought it looked fancy and glamorous. And I try not to get political on this show because there's a billion podcasts not really but it seems like a billion and like yep. millions upon millions of them or hundreds of thousands of them get political uh i don't know if you've been keeping up with this santos guy that's in the house of representatives wild wild but i will say this i i have been keeping a superficial like just surface level look on this thing mm -hmm. but he had they had one of his friends or one of his former boyfriends i i don't know it was somebody who knew him and he says that the per that santo said to him what i believe is the most honest thing a politician has ever said i think this is the only thing that this guy has ever said honestly but he says i only want to be elected for one term if i get in one term i've got a pension for life and I've got health care for life. And there I said, go. I bet he just told the truth. I don't know if yep. he'd ever say anything else that's true because this dude, his mom has died twice in different horrible ways. And grandparents in the Holocaust or something ridiculous. Right, right. And 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 this happened, and I consider myself Jewish and I dressed in drag all the time, but I don't consider myself a drag queen. It's just something different mm -hmm. every day and and all of that. But I absolutely believe that that he that, yep. that that's what he wants and i get it i mean yeah, yeah. we want we yeah. want security Hard to, Hard to we want we want we want the security yeah you absolutely. know if i got something coming in every month that kind of covers the nut and and i if i get sick i don't have to die the finest healthcare in our country right yeah it's hard yeah. to argue with that yeah, the thing I work is, with a lot of folks that are, oh, sorry, go ahead. The thing is, is that I think everyone else, I think the means that they want it to happen are vastly different. But I think everyone else is saying, yeah, that's what we want, too. That yeah. is also what we want. But yeah. you won't let us get it, but you can have it. So Yeah, exactly. But you said so you is Joey going to go back to comedy? I've been doing a, a, a little <gasps> here and there. Really? I will. I was not. That going is to, some tea. I I was not going to do this, but I'm going to give you an exclusive <gasps> of something of joy of something that I'm I'm working on because I turned 45 two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about 45, which means I was born in '78. And and that had just it's been going through my mind for a while now. And so I want to sometime within the next year record something in front of people. And it's called the 78 special. Nice. Just just thinking about my life and just stories from my my life and just different wow. material that I've done. And 
and stuff like that. And so I've been doing the notes for it. It is nothing near ready. But and I was also thinking, I'm like, all right, 78 was the year I was born, but you also get into like 78 records. And then Yep, that's what I was thinking. It's a and great correlation. Then, and then they also have 45s that are that are yep. records. Yep. See, and so that's why you're yeah. creative. I don't know about that. But Ooh, I can't wait to hear about this project. Yeah, so it's it's in the like very minuscule first stages, but it is it is it, it's it's coming along. It's coming along. So if we take your badassery, which is mm-hmm. a word, by the way, and if it's not a word, that you know sense. what you know what I mean. You know what I mean? It I may think, not be a word, but you know what I mean, okay? What continues to drive you? Is it that you you're, you see the big picture and you know that, that you're part of the big picture? Is it, I am responsible for these two humans and they like to eat Pop-Tarts in the morning? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I like to keep, a, uh, you know, my head dry and my stomach cool. Yeah, I think that's kind of it. Like at some point, you I, I don't know, maybe that's just the reality of adulting or whatever. Is you're like, oh, okay, well, our roof over our head and food in our bellies, then, you know, we're probably doing okay. Um, and you, at some point you just say, oh, well, I guess I'll just do the end tomorrow. You know, and if I get some good vibes off of it, if I feel like I've done something nice for somebody else along the way, then great. Um, so I, I'm sure if you'd asked me, 10 years ago I would have been like I want to change students lives and now I'm like I just want everybody to feel like they belong you know which is I suppose part of a thing part of changing their lives but um I think I don't know what keeps me going probably the whole like well I gotta make rent and you gotta pay for gas and all that stuff so but then I add I've added in some other things to sort of help maybe cushion life as we get a little bit older, you know, so we can add into retirement and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I guess I wish I had some sort of like grand thing to tell you, like, I want to reinvent the atom. I don't, I don't, I just want to make sure, you know, do, do a little bit of good as we go. Make somebody's life a little bit easier. In your big to-do list of life, how many things are crossed off? I don't really have one of those. I should. Oh, actually, here's something that's interesting. Okay, so Nan from a long time ago made a bucket list, right? Mm-hmm. And I put it away for a long time. And um, I brought it back out. That um, used to be part of FCA. They have separated themselves from FCA on our campus, but it's still a religious kind of group. They gather for worship every Tuesday. Um, and have a speaker. So sometimes they'll, they, they ask me to come about once a year because I usually say something offensive so they can only deal with it about once a year. Usually it's about like ordaining gay people or something, um, which we should. And, you know, there we go, fight me. Um, but this time I brought my to-do list, my like bucket list. And I didn't tell anybody what was on it, but I gave them the opportunity to like have some quiet time and reflect on some goals that they had. And it was really cool to look back like, okay, this is Nan 25 years ago. And there were, you know, some pretty good things on there. And I have accomplished several of them. So I don't have like an ongoing like whiteboard of a bucket list. But I think some of them 
there are a lot more things that I was expecting, I think, hoping for myself to do independently um, at that time in my life. And then, of course, I found a wonderful person who, like, you know, is around all the time because we're married. And then we made two other wonderful people. So life changes a little bit, but there are still some of those things that you can do to kind of push yourself out of the bubble. So things like live on your own in a big city. Like I, I did that. Maybe not for as long as I wanted, but I figured out not so great. Um, New York City is a very lonely place if you don't really know anybody and if you don't have a, a group of people travel, you know, around the world, not around the world, but I've been to plenty of places so that I don't, I know that it's not just about the American viewpoint. Anyway, um, th that sort of thing that just sort of, as I look back on them, they were more about exposing myself to different things than, you know, my little bubble had been. So mm -hmm. what does the Joey bucket list look like? That is something I need to see. Oh, there's a lot on it. There is a lot on it. But like you, I had also already also made a list um, many years ago. And I remember, and it is something that um, one of my favorite narrators who narrates a lot of audiobooks, Scott Brick, uh, talked about when Audible released something like three years ago around the Christmas time, and it was different narrators talking about Christmas traditions and Christmas things. And he says every Christmas, he thinks back to where he's been, where he wants to go, but most importantly, where he is currently. Just mm -hmm. re reflect mm -hmm. on that. It's the end of the year. It's a lot of that. And I've been doing a lot of that lately. Um, and And thinking back, you know, 10, 11 years ago, and it's one of those things like I wanted to say like I'm I'm a I'm a better person now, mm -hmm. but with that I was I have a lot of conversations in my head. I'm like that kind of denotes was I a bad person then, and I don't think I was. No, um, but and and I realized it, and it took like losing everything and and starting over, and then part of that process moving a thousand miles away from oh, everybody what it was was i was a broken person mm -hmm. and it mm -hmm. take it took like all of that to happen and and being in this for you know i was there months at a time uh, before i got married again and my wife moved up there and i had another person there with me but i was there for months and like Sure, I can call or FaceTime or Skype everybody in my contact list. But if my foot is broken, I've got to deal with it on my own. Yep. Because I can't expect those people to jump on a plane or get in a car. And I mean, I've done the drive. It's 18 hours if you're by yourself. My foot's going to be broken the whole time. I've got to deal with it. So it was mm -hmm. kind of putting myself back together and realizing yes you can you can do this and you can just keep striving to be a better person and and yep. knocking those things off your list and every january i look at um the life of riley the charles nelson riley the one man mm -hmm. thing that he did and he talks about um in one of the funniest uh sections of the movie about a confrontation he had with a woman on the tonight show and she's like what would you know about 
Shakespeare. And he does the whole thing from from Hamlet, the plays, mm-hmm. the thing, the, the plays, the thing. And he, he does all of that. But before that, he goes, you know, Emily, the whole thing from Emily Dickens, you never know how tall you can stand until you're asked to rise. Mm-hmm. And I had my rising moment. Um, during the pandemic. Um, I had a supervisor. She got a new job. She left. My former coworker became my new supervisor um, halfway through the year. And then he's like, we'll, we'll hire somebody temporarily and then we'll advertise for that job. And they got a they got a former student, former RA, he's a really good guy. He's actually doing that job now. He, he got my old job um, to be that the temporary person until May. Then the pandemic hit. I mean, he had mm-hmm. been there for two weeks and the pandemic hit. Yep. And so he stays to the end of the semester. Um, but after that, it was me doing it on my own for two years and mm-hmm. figuring it out. And. And. Through that process, becoming a better person and saying, you know what, like you, uh, I can live in a, you know, I can live in a bigger, live in a bigger state, be able to take care of myself Mm -hmm. uh, and all of that. My wife says now something happens to her. Not only do I have to, she wants to be cremated and I've got to spread the ashes at all these different places, like 200 places I've got to go. Oh, jeez. Within a year, I've got to be remarried. And I'm like, you know, I can take care of myself. Yeah, I can do this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wasn't bumping into walls and like, I don't know where how to, I don't know how to feed myself. Burning water, whatever. Yeah. yeah I, I realize I, I can cook for myself when I realize, like, look, you've got YouTube and you've got unlimited data. Throw it go. up there and just, and yep. just do, and, you, and just do it, you know? Yep. And, that that's really what it is. So now it is I'm working on the comedy stuff. I'm working on podcasts. I'm so excited. I'm working on personal stuff. And I realize, hey, I need to lose 30 pounds. So I don't concentrate on 30. I concentrate on the five. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be below this weight by the end of January. So I'll weigh myself tomorrow and hopefully I'll be below that weight. If I'm not, I'll readjust and and just go. Go from, just go from there. Um. So, is there anything like dealing with young people? And we were kind of joking about it before we started recording. I never really want to become that person. The get off my lawn, yeah, person, right. Do you find that teenagers, people in their early 20s, the typical age range that you usually deal with, are they open and receptive to advice, constructive criticism? No, no. And I probably wasn't either. Um, Let me take that back. There are a few who are Mm -hmm. a little bit more mature, probably. or the ones that have had to live through really awful stuff mm-hmm. um, that life has really knocked them down like three or four times and they go, okay, what am I trying to learn from this? 
So there's a handful, but most of them just want to know what is it, what's on the test in a way, um, you know, like just at least what I see, tell me what I need to know to do the thing. So that's hard in the job that we have where we're teaching people, we're trying to teach them skills, but they have to have a toolbox full, for lack of a better term, to handle all kinds of different incidents. Like we had a, a bit of a moment where two young people decided to get to fisticuffs and um, we tell our people, try and dissolve the situation without putting yourself in harm. Well, mm -hmm. clearly we didn't explain. They, and so that's exactly what happened. They didn't, get the, they didn't put themselves in harm, but we also didn't see any like bystander intervention. And so I guess I'm just, I don't see a lot of like the light bulb. Most of them, it feels like the light bulb might not be on quite yet. They're mm -hmm. just still trying to figure out how to get up on time and make sure they have food in their bellies and that their friends like them and that boys or girls or whoever think they're cute. So they're not worried about some of the bigger stuff. Um, so I think if we can know that like, they don't care what we think. They, they do a little bit, but they don't need to know like our deepest insights. They just want to make sure they're doing the next right thing, you know? I don't know if they really answered your question. I kind of waxed philosophical about no, that. No, no, I, I get it. Um, and I come across a, a lot of that same thing. I had a student today. I'm not going to get into the issues that the student had, but I'm like, I can launch into something here, but they're not going to hear it and yep. it's not going to solve their problem. I'm like, all right, so this is what we're going to do. And I just exactly. solved Solve the problem. Um, Solve the current problem at the current moment. So you want to change rooms? All right. Sounds good. That's exactly what it was. Great. You want to change rooms? Sure. I've, I don't know what spot, but I'm not the person that handles that. Here's their yep. information, and I have signed off, and, you know, go with God. Uh, you know, yeah. I'll send you peace. Blessings upon your house. Yep. I, yep. Sometimes they just are not ready to think about all that deeper stuff. They just want to know, you know, yeah. Or to really work that hard on solving problems, they just know that there's always a different opportunity. You know, like I could just change rooms instead of having to deal with this roommate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, so I try and if I have, if I see a light bulb on, I do try and have the conversation with students about like conflict and things that, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable for a little bit. But on the other side of uncomfortable is usually something pretty great. And so you never know, you could be living with your, the people who are going to be in your wedding or who are going to be your kids, godparents or whatever. But how would you know that if you don't put any effort in, but mm -hmm. they don't care. They just want to move on to the next easy, you know, not the next easy thing, but at least this is my experience. Now there are some who are absolutely understand about, uh, about the things that you and I are probably talking about. But most of them, I think are just like, I just want to, I just want to make my life easier for this moment. So. And they've lived through a pandemic. It's probably not very fair of me to be like, ah, oh, the young people. They've lived through a whole pandemic and had to reimagine their whole lives. So I should probably be a little bit more gracious, but it's frustrating sometimes. No, I get that. I get that. At the same time, um, this, is, this came to me uh, last week, and you probably have some really great insight on it. This is what, I, this is what I'm starting to like put off on people, okay? Do you remember in the Bible when Jesus is talking about forgiveness and they're like, how many times should I forgive? Is it seven? And he says, no, it's seven times 70, which is 490. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So I want to say to people, listen. You don't have to be a believer, but I think that's really good advice. Okay, if you if you are expected to forgive other people 490 times. Forgive yourself once. There you go. Yep. Talk to yourself like you would talk to other people. I'm I made a mistake or, you know, don't be don't be hard. Don't be hard on yourself. I used to get so worked up over things that no longer mattered. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I was, I was, un, you know, treated unfairly. And, and, and like, I'm, I have to get up and, and pace around. I've worked myself up. I'm like, you know what, Joey? You're no longer there. And the people you're upset with are no longer, are no longer there. And you're not in each other's lives. And it doesn't yep. matter. Let it go. It'll and they be, may it'll be fine. If it's smaller kind of things, I mean, there's lots of big things to be upset about, but if they're smaller things. They might not even know that they upset you. Mm-hmm. And so do you want to go through that whole b- battle of, oh, I'll, how, they won't know unless I say something. Well, do you want to fight that fight? Do you want to rehash it? Do you want, or is it just easier to move on? So, but yeah, sometimes we get so up in our feelings. I think the young people still say that, um, that we get in our feelings and that we're, we're just wrapped up where other people have completely moved on. And so we need to probably be more gracious with ourselves and just sort of say, all right, that was over. Let's keep, keep it pushing. All right. Like I, I had a, a resident uh, probably three to four years ago now. It just comes up like, like physically shaking. And I'm like, everything okay? That person, they're thinking bad things about me. They looked at me the wrong way and how, they don't have the, I'm like, you don't, who cares? Yeah. And they're like, what? They I'm didn't like, say it. I'm like, that's none of your business. Well, mm-hmm. they don't have any right to uh, think that way about me. They don't even know me. And you don't know yes, them. They do. Exactly. A, I you said, don't know what they're thinking. And B, yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely do. I said, uh, look at it this way. I said, if they're thinking that you're the most wonderful person ever, that's good for you. I said, if they think you're the worst person ever, you are taking up space rent-free in their mind. Either way, you win. It, yeah, exactly. It's a win-win. And they're like, I, I, I never looked at it that way. I'm like, yeah. I said, exactly. I said, let's let's say you're right. They're thinking the most horrible things about you. So what? They're probably wrong. Yeah. What do you care yeah. what they think? Exactly. I, I never looked at it that way. That's that's what they would say. I ended up using this person when I would do um, some RA training because we had in in Maine they have a February break as well. Like the whole state gets a week off in February. There's a huge basketball tournament and high school basketball tournament that happens or people just leave and go to Florida. Yeah, <laughs> I would, too, if I lived in Maine. I always worked because I'm like, it's you know, I don't have anybody here to bother mm-hmm. me. I can actually get stuff done there and I go. can come and go as I please. So it's like another vacation and I don't have to take the days. So one there you go. Um, but during this time, we would have people you could sign up to remain on campus but during that time you know because we didn't have any food service we didn't have 
any like supervision other than me. You had to sign up to stay there. You had to pay and you couldn't have any visitors. Like if they wanted to come see you and then you all go see a movie, that's fine. But no overnight visitors of, of any. Mm-hmm. Easier to this, keep track of that way. This guy comes to my supervisor at the time and he's like, I, I didn't know that the dining hall wasn't going to be open. I don't have any food and I don't know what he's like freaking out. And she's like, look, I've got like fr- from this emergency fund there, I've got $50 worth of petty cash here. Take it. She said, go ride the because they could ride the bus for free. Go to Walmart. Go to Hannaford. Get some peanut butter. Get some bread, cereal, milk and all the, the staples, you know, that can get you through the week and all that. Instead, oh, geez. he he. Uh, sneaks his girlfriend in who was um, uh, a member of Job Corps. I don't know if you know what Job Corps Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And they ordered $50 worth of Pizza Hut. (laughs) Ew. Which... (laughs) Lasted two meals. No, well, honestly, I don't know what they ordered. $50 worth. It got them through the weekend. All right? A bunch of garlic knots. And Monday, it was... I think it was President's Day. So the college is closed anyway, even though we're on vacation, like nobody's there. But I'm in my office doing work because, again, I can get work done. And I see the red van from Job Corps come to pick this girl up because Job Corps doesn't know that we're doing all mm-hmm. this. And she, they come out and I'm in my office with the lights off and I see them come off of the elevator and... He kisses her goodbye, and he's there at the door, and I see her get on the van, and they leave. And so I'm behind him, come up behind him, and he turns around. I'm like, hey, what's going on there? I saw your your friend. That's what I just called her. I said, I saw your friend out there. It's like, oh, yeah, she just came to see me, and I told her we weren't allowed to have any any guests and so i turned her around and sent her i'm saying oh that's interesting i just saw you all come off of the thing i know she's been here so you know we're going to have a conversation later and there's going to be repercussions well nan he lived on the fourth floor and we were currently on the first floor he did Uh not take the elevator back up he went up the first floor screaming about how calling me everything but a child of god then down the second floor then back up to the third floor, then down to the, you know, to his room. I mean, everything. I was feeling bad about this person who was me. I couldn't yep. believe that I had done all Gosh, that guy sounds awful. He was an awful person. And I was the hor- most horrible person until he got back to his room and realized he had locked himself out. <laughs> and wouldn't you know who won the pony? He comes back, and he was a whole lot nicer. A very different attitude, I'm sure. I realized that I said a few things in the heat of the moment Uh that I didn't mean, you know. I would like to apologize for my previous behavior. I would like to apologize. And so I would, you know, I'd use this. I'm like, look, residents are going to say horrible things about you just because you're doing your job you still exactly. need to do your job like i could be could have been petty i'm like no you said all this stuff i'm not letting you in your room 
Yep. Wait, wait and let security do it. No, I let him in his room. I mean, he still has the I right to go into his room, right? That's right. And, oh, man. And all of that. So, yeah, that's just... That's fantastic. Yeah, you just... And you have to go forward sometimes and realize that everyone is living their version of whatever their best life is. Yeah, hopefully. And you also hit it on the head. Most people, I mean, I you could try to tell them until you're blue in the face, but until it affects them personally, mm-hmm. then they're not going to get it. And I, right. I, I, oh, I, I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't get it fully. Oh yeah, me either. And until you know it happened to me, and I'm, you know, you, you kind of figure all of this out mm-hmm. I, and, and you know i tell student staffs and anybody really that asks me i'm like look i make mistakes every day i'm gonna make mistakes tomorrow hopefully it's not the same mistakes i made today or if it is maybe i'm not making as many mistakes but you're gonna mess up you're gonna you're gonna make mistakes you're mm-hmm. going to, that's 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 part of living is how you right. respond and how you get up afterwards yep. i always yep. say if you're going to fail or if you're going to fall fall forward <laughs> at least you're making you progress go. at least you're making there you go. progress but if you were to give a piece of advice to someone listening what would that piece of advice be oh no joey you always stump me with these things don't drink the yellow snow um no don't that's silly um True though. It is wise. It is wise. Yeah. Have you do you have Apple TV? Yes. All right. We have you seen this Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell uh movie called Spirited? I have not. I've heard about it, but I have not watched it. It is an absolute delight. An absolute delight. And what's so sweet about it is that none of the people, I mean the dancers, clearly professional. Like, oh, oh my gosh. But it's Octavia Butler and Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds and all of these other people. Um, Tracy Morgan is in it. Um, and they sing, but they don't, they're not professional singers. Ryan Reynolds might have have had a little bit of training, but there are these people in this movie that are known for acting, but they sing earnestly and they sing from their hearts and, or they at least act like they do. I don't know. I try not to be cynical. It's something that I'm working on. Um, but that they just are doing a thing that they really enjoy. So anyway, the whole theme, it's a Christmas Carol based thing. Um, and the whole plot is about just doing a little bit of good every day and trying to change, you know, make life better for somebody else and be a good human. And so, I don't know, I think like that's just trying to make life a little bit easier for somebody else. If you can, that might just be holding the door. It might just be like, girl, you look good today. And even if it's creepy, just tell them because you never know. So that might be just a little advice. I don't have any like sage, like invest in Bitcoin. Like I don't, that, that's not doing so hot or, or crypto, whatever. But um, I don't know. It's probably a little bit cheesy. Did you be like, just be a good human. Don't like kick the dog, you know. Joey probably has some good advice. No, no. I feel like, I feel like I try and just fail spectacularly anytime I try to give um somebody advice um drink more water 
because none of us are drinking enough i believe that's so true stay hydrated and and Mm -hmm. all of that um but weren't we doing okay in the 80s we didn't hear about this in the 80s we just drank out of the hose and kept it pushing like were we dehydrated in the 80s i'm sure but we didn't you know we just walked it off we didn't care we rubbed some dirt on it (laughs) just kept going and just kept going (laughs) Yep. And I'm like, you know, I'm a, a little kid um, and I'm like, man, I'm just going to push through this baseball game because then maybe I can go half a Pepsi, which is a horrible <laughs> thing. <to> exactly. <laughs> so much sugar. There you go. That's really funny you would say that because last week I had a student just despondent in my office about two assignments that he had to do. Just, oh, it's two 10-page papers and I have to use peer-reviewed sources. And I was like, have you had lunch? No, ma'am. I said, have you had anything to eat today? It was about 1130. He said, no. I said, have you had any water? No. Why are you asking? Those things might help you not feel so desperate about your situation right now. May I encourage you to go eat a granola bar? (laughs) Sure enough, the next day I was like, hey, how you feeling? He was like, Miss man, I had lunch and I wasn't so cranky. So check on your blood sugar. Check your, you know, make sure it's where it needs to be. That's have you had any protein? Have you had anything to eat today at all? Oh, yeah, goodness. that's good advice. What are you currently, this is not a recommendation. What are you currently reading? Oh, excellent. Um, it is, I have, I do a lot more audiobooks than I do physical books just because mm-hmm. I can do other things and I um, love to put them on to two speed like double speed so I read it I listened to a cute book um, it's not probably I, I, it was cute good enough and it stood out of my brain called black cake Charmaine William no hang on if I can consult my device I can tell you um, so that was cute I just listened to that here's one I listened to one over the winter break it was a 24-hour book Oh, my stars. It supposedly was nominated for a Pulitzer, but I don't know why. And so, and this, the whole time, it's about trees. It's called The Overstory. And so, like, come at me if you didn't like it or if you loved it. But, like, it was just about trees. And I keep thinking, gosh, did I waste 12 hours of my life? But then I remembered that I was, like, I could just be peaceful. I don't know. So I'm conflicted about that book. So I guess maybe the book did its job. So the Overstory, I don't know that I would recommend it. Um, let's see if I can figure out which one I just left. Oh, Black Cake, Charmaine Wilkerson. Um, so that was good. I listened to Now Is Not The Time To Panic by Kevin Wilson, which was lovely. He also did he did another one that was about uh, a nanny in Nashville. All of his books take place kind of Nashville area. Um, and the nanny, the, the kids that the nanny babysat for were just burst into flames when they were upset, like truly would burst into flames and just like run around like flaming balls of fire. And that was great. So he does a good job. Um, Lessons in chemistry. That's, it's kind of on, it's big on book talk right now. It's cute. It's about um, a woman chemist in the 1960s. And then I'm reading a book that's loosely based on the story of Rumi. Um, I'm only a couple of chapters in, so I don't know about that. But so what is Joey? What's on Joey's TBR? Cause you always have good recs. Oh, I am current. I'm reading slash listening to like five books, but that's my that's my 
normal stage. I mm-hmm. just I just finished The Exorcist. And really? on, and on Audible, you can get it. It's read by William Peter Blatty, who wrote the novel. And really I cool. am so sorry that the man passed away because he missed his calling being a narrator because he mm-hmm. is because he's got the inflections. He knows how these people are thinking because he wrote it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's very awesome. it's it's not one of these modern takes on horror where mm-hmm. I just want to see 800 people die and the blood going everywhere and the slasher and all that. No, this is like frightening stuff, but it's very cerebral. Why is this happening to this young girl and all of that? Is it is it a is it a demon or is it is it a manifestation? Is it something psychological and you're in it with the priest and he's thinking all of these things and he's like Ooh, cool did you know that the earliest priests were like um most of the time our people shouldn't have an exorcism they should have a doctor and they're like when did they say this and he's like the 1500s and he gives like like the background of it and and all of that and and I was really like it took a while to suck me in, but I'm like, oh, I'm I'm digging this now. I'm digging okay, this now. That's cool. So she were in his mind and 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 thinking of that. I'm also reading it's part of a series. It's the Thursday Murder Club series. I don't know if you've ever heard mm-hmm. of it, but it's <laughs> fantastic. A group of it's British, but a group of people all retired and living in a retirement village. Uh, get together on Thursdays to solve old murder files and all of that. That's and they ha- fun. And they have, you know, great backstories. And now I'm on the third book of the series. It's called The Bullet That Missed. Um, and it, it just, it keeps getting better and better. And other than the first book, which was called The Thursday Murder Club, all of the books have something to do with the story. And the second one is called The Man Who Died Twice. And the whole book, you think it's because this woman's, one of the people, um, the one of the women is a um, retired spy. And her first husband comes back into her life after he supposedly was dead for all these years and he like faked his death and then he dies again and she kind of knew that he wasn't really dead or they they had gotten divorced and she's no and she sees him die and then he comes back and then Mm -hmm. dies again and you think he's the man who died twice until the next to last I, i listened to it on audible but i'm assuming it's the next to last page it's somebody else is the man who died twice. And you find out the reason why. And I'm like, it was Did one of those. Did you throw your phone? No, no, no. I was driving at the time. I had to pull over, man. And I'm like, I've got to sit here and just be with just myself. Just <laughs> be with myself. There's a cute book that I listened to called Killers of a Certain Age. That it's about women that were sort of ostracized from society in some like CIA type place. Um, gathered them up and they have now aged out of the killing game and but they have one last one that they got to do so anyway um that you might dig that and the thursday murder club the thursday murder club um that sounds cute 
and then I'm also reading a book called Liberty's Dawn, and it's about a it's by a man who I don't know it, it's not he's he's a writer, but it's not his full time day job. Um, he would come into my mom's office, and he's like, I wrote this book, and one of her coworkers read it, and she loved it, and she recommended it to me, and Your I bought mom? my actual mom, yeah. Oh. And she recommended it to me and then asked me about it. I'm like, yeah, I bought it. I just hadn't gotten into it yet. And then I realized, oh, that's been like eight years ago. I should read this book. <laughs> My bad. And so I'm reading it now. It's called Liberty's Dawn. And it's okay. Like, I'm mm-hmm. proud that he wrote a book. But it's not really like, I'm like, this guy needed an editor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, when you should be like, pick my red do, pen out to do a run through a couple of. I'm like, I and I admire what he's doing it, and I've never done it myself. I get all that, but I'm like, yeah, he's. You can see where it could be. Out, right, you know, one more, one more click. Yep, I'm with you. Right, um, I'm also reading uh, another series that I'm into, the Homes on the Range series about these two brothers who are like drifters cowboys ranch hands and all of that um they're together and one of them the family decide he's the one that's going to get all the education so they send him off Mm -hmm. to schools and stuff and then he was working in a um a store and he gets a telegram that his family farm is about to be wiped out like the flood is coming and he gets there and the flood has come and there's nothing left. There's nobody left oh, no. except him and his older brother now. And so his older brother comes and collects him. And he's like, I guess we got to go to Drover and, and doing cowboy stuff. And so they do. But so they at at night, they um, are around the fire and the brother picks up like magazines and stuff to read. And one night he reads a Sherlock Holmes story and his brother like is immediately he's like read that to me again because the brother doesn't mm-hmm. read and he gets into it and they start collecting them and stuff like that and it turns out the brother is like like a out west version of sherlock holmes oh how and, fun. and they and and he solves a mystery and all of that and the first book the first book is called homes on the range um was the first book in a long time that made me just just weep openly oh oh uh, because they came from a long line of, I, I forget it. Like, the, you know, it's it's like they've got Swedish blood in them and everybody was. My people. Everybody was like, we belong to this, like the predestination yep. cl- clan and all that. And everybody except his family. And he asked his uncle one day, why were they not like that? He says, because. um it's, it's Otto and Gustav. Yes, <laughs> That's their perfect names. names. Perfect and he said names. he says because Gustav, when you're dead and you're roasting in hell, it'll be because you put yourself there, not because of anything, not because of some predestination. There and so go. and so he thought about that and and he goes, um, and so they're having this deep conversation around the fire one night, and he's like Gustav, what is it? Because he's got like, he's like, he's like, my brother's like a dog with a bone. Once he gets a hold of it, he's not going to let it go. And he's like, Gustav, what is it? He goes, I've been thinking about what Uncle 
I think uncle whatever says and mm-hmm. all that. And he goes, Ben pair. Yeah. I don't know if, if he goes, people look at me and it's like, he's a cowboy. That's what he is. That's what he's meant here to be put on here. This earth for. He'll never be anything other than a cowboy. And damn it, brother, I just will not accept that. And so then they get involved in this, um, in this murder and people from England own this ranch and the Duke comes over with all that. And this other guy who takes a shine to Gustav and his brother and and sees them working on this thing says, I bet you they'll solve it. And the Duke says, there's no way they'll solve it. And they make a wager and the Duke's daughter, um, comes in and says, um, would you consider dropping the case? And they're like, why? And she goes, to be honest with you, my father has made a number of bets over the years and, you know, he can't really afford the money, but his honor will not allow him to not pay the thing. If he loses, he intends to pay and all that. And the the younger brother is the one who narrates it. And he's like, I was all set on giving it up. And my brother speaks up and says, ma'am, um, I'm investigating a murder and whether it offends your father's sensibility or not really doesn't make a damn to me. I'm, I intend to catch the person that I'm, I'm going to solve this. Yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. wow. Cool. Yeah. So I'm reading the latest uh, thing in a uh, book in that it's called the crack in the lens. Um, but in this world, um, Sherlock Holmes is a real person. And this is Mm -hmm. the uh, time that he is presumed dead after the Reichenbach falls. Um, And so, but they have not, they have not discovered it yet. Um, They have finally gotten the story of the final problem and everybody keeps telling him, you know, Sherlock Holmes is dead. And Gustav keeps saying, show me a body. (laughs) Show me a body. Show me a body. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. Yep. And I, I'm also about halfway through um, Stephen King's fairy tale. So. Oh, good. Yeah, I don't think I can stomach that one. But I do still have your on writing. It's on my list of books to read. Oh. Stephen King's on writing. Yeah. Fantastic. I haven't gotten to it yet, but yep. Um, Michelle Obama's newest book is also wonderful. She's very um, vulnerable in it, talking about anxiety and all of and that sort of thing. So I'd throw that on your list, too. I started listening in December to a podcast called How Did That Happen? Or How Did This mm-hmm. Happen? Where a guy every week takes a thing and by the end of the episode, they're like 15, 20 minute episodes. He try to learn like how that happened. The one that came out yesterday was how you got was names and everyday things. Like how did someone whose name is Margaret end up being nicknamed Peg? Like how did that happen? Yeah. So he goes through yeah. all that. That's cool. Well, he has started a companion series on the same podcast feed that every Thursday he comes out with what he calls bite-sized bios. And about three or four weeks ago, he did Michelle Obama. Mm -hmm. And I found out like both of her children were conceived through in vitro. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. She talked very candidly about that in both of her books, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that was a real strain on an, an early marriage. So, yep. There you go. Yeah. 
So, uh, do you have any recommendations for me? Today is January 31st. I don't know when this will come out, but for the sake of noting what day it is, today is National Hot Chocolate Day. So my recommendation is go look up what all the wild, wacky, wonderful day of the year, national whatever days are, and find one and celebrate one. Uh, January 19th, National Popcorn Day. I think that should be a day when none of us go to work and we all eat popcorn because I love popcorn. So um, I just, a recommendation is look up all those weird, fun days of like, go find your birthday, go find, you know, your, your mom's birthday or whatever, your dog's birthday and say like, all right, we're going to celebrate this and just put, cause we don't have enough fun stuff to celebrate. So go find some, go find something to celebrate. That would be my recommendation. I would agree with that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I have another book. I I finished it week before okay. last and it took me less than a week to read, which is very rare to me because like I said, I mm-hmm. read about five books a week. The Maid. Have you read it? The mm-hmm. Maid. Maybe. Is it the one that the movie was based on? No, 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 no. That's The Help, isn't it? Oh, my bad. Oh, but that's, you know, it's a two word title. There's a couple hold, of them. Hold, please. The Maid. The Maid by Naya Prose. It had just and, come out, like within the last oh, year. Oh, I think I might have seen this on like Book Talk. Okay. It is a about a maid in a fancy hotel who is neurodivergent, um, but extremely good at her job and enjoys her job. Mm-hmm. Um. And one day is in the middle of doing her job and discovers a dead body. And it goes from there. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. Ooh, fun. Okay, cool. I will. Yeah. Putting it on my list right now. The Maid. Nice. And I just put Thursday Murder Club because I think that sounds delightful. It is. It, it is fantastic. Awesome. So, before we go, go ahead and plug any and everything that you have uh you know if you have i think i do this every time i always feel a little bit self-serving and guilty if you need any real estate needs in north carolina or elsewhere in the country i can help you help you find a realtor if you don't live in Fayetteville, be happy to hook you up or even if you just have questions find me um what else to plug uh you know watch your comfort show do something nice for yourself those are the things i plug oh that's awesome I would, I would, what do I say? Like, like, I, I also say that, like, I, Mm -hmm. I, I I put my stamp, stamp of approval on that. My current, uh, comfort show every morning, I watch an episode of Barney Miller. I don't know if you're familiar with Barney Miller. No, I mean, I, I generally, but I've never seen it. Uh, it is from what I have read, most cops favorite TV show about police work because they're like, okay. that's that's really what it's like. They just have funnier jokes than we do. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the gritty like NYPD blue law and order type of thing. It's it's more that it's like the routine stuff like this. Like there was an episode today, a guy is gonna sue them um because they arrested him for non-participation. A cop asked this guy's help to stop a robber, and he didn't. 
and it is technically a crime if a police officer asks you to. So they and and they're like, you need to let this guy go. So they do, and he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna sue you and all that. And he goes, I'm gonna get twelve million. And the guy goes, I don't think so. They turned down our requisition for toilet paper. <laughs> Have you seen Only Murders in the Building? Absolutely, all caught up. Oh my gosh, yes. yeah, I, we're not caught up. We're but it's just so dang delightful. Martin Short is a treasure. He is a national treasure. How far are you into it? Um, second season, we're probably okay. Four or five episodes in. So the the funniest thing to me though was on the first season when he and his bulldog are in the elevator with Stink, and he says, "Get yeah. your get your dog away from me." And he says, "Winnie, don't stand so close to Stink." <laughs> I laughed so hard. Uh, yeah, they're just the light. They just. And they keep moving. You, they say something, and it takes me three minutes to be like, well, "Actually, that was really funny." So, yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, delightful. Yeah. Else, um, we're in the middle of. Uh, well, we've reached the last, the part of the last season. Manifest. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. My wife has gotten really into it, so we watch like two or three episodes a night. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy with watching one episode a night. It's not. I don't actively yeah. hate the show. I just. It's like it's, it's, it's very dense. I'm yeah. like, I got I got to sit with it for a while. Yeah. Let's watch something else. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm like, uh, you know, I've reached the I've reached the last ones that they have up. If I burn through them, then I get a little bit of a and break. You're on to something else. Exactly. Either either that it. or they'll come back next week, and I'm like, no. no. <laughs> um. Let me see. New episodes of the Joey Harris Show drop every Sunday on all your favorite podcasts, whether you're uh, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Cast FM, Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcasts. We're on all of them. Stitcher, whatever. Stitcher. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm on Stitcher as well. Um, if you need me to tape it, I'll send you a tape of it. Burn it on the CD. If you want me to do two tin cans and a string, <laughs> I'll do it that way too. I'll play it, you know. I love it. Um, new episodes of my other podcast, the Couple Joe Wrestling Show, come out every Thursday wherever you find your fine podcast. I'm going to ask you this, man. I'm going to pause in the middle of this because. I listen to podcasts on Overcast. It is my preferred podcatcher of choice. And it, if I look up the Joey Hare show, it says Sunday mornings, which is when it comes out. I'll look up something else. It's like weekday mornings. It's a daily one. Okay, yeah, that's when it comes out. This Sunday afternoon, what, what have you? I release my wrestling podcast at midnight on Thursday. So Wednesday, going into Thursday, if it hits midnight, you should be able to download it. When I wake up in the morning, it's there. Mm-hmm. Overcast somehow has put it on that it comes out Thursday evenings. Now, is it when I, Overcast is in England? No, it's, it's in mm-hmm. the United States and everywhere else. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is when I've looked at other things. I'm like, no, that is when it comes out. But for me, it's Thursday evenings. And it's never come out on a Thursday evening. The latest it's ever been out was 7 a.m. on Thursday mornings. Weird. Yeah. 
So just at Overcast, fix it. <laughs> it's fine as long as people get We're it. Add them in the comments. <laughs> yeah, um, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am at the Joey Harris. I made it easy for everybody. Just everything is at the Joey Harris. If it is a um, social media platform, I'm probably on it at the Joey Harris. Just add me on all of them. And if you look up at the Joey Harris on YouTube, you get my YouTube page. So make it easy on everyone. If you would like to email me, you can email me joeyharriscomedy at gmail.com. Man, thank you so much. It is always a pleasure to have you on. I enjoyed it. You are just always a, fun to talk. You are just delightful in a mug. If I could just have like a perfect <laughs> man for National, National Hot Chocolate. Hot chocolate. That is perfect. I had a hot chocolate today. There you go. I had a sip of one. <laughs> are you sipping other people's chocolates? Maybe. And now you can no longer go back to that Starbucks. So Nope. What, not you welcome. Gonna... <laughs> what is that? <laughs> this this looks delightful. Bye. <laughs> Uh, ma'am, ma'am, we're going to have to ask you to leave. No, I'm leaving. You don't have to ask. I'm leaving. I'm good. I know where I'm not wanted. I'm thank you. I'm thank you. Pirates. That's who did it. It was pirates. (laughs) You didn't see me. (laughs) But delightful as ever. Um, We need to, to do this again, and we need to get together before we get much older. Yes. That is that is my my plea in 2023. So there you go. And so be good to yourselves, folks, and each other. And we'll see you next time.